2022 is going to move quickly towards November, December, and it'll be 2023. Amen. And another year will be upon us. And more babies will be born and more people will be married. Amen. And more people will fall in love with each other. And more nations will be reached. Amen. And the church of Jesus will advance. Um, and so this morning we're in uh, the, the story of Noah's Ark. Okay. It's not the kind of passage that you would easily preach. It's the kind of passage that you would preach if you had to. <laughs> And uh, it's, the, it's a favorite of kids' ministry, but it's not a favorite of the church because the enemy and some Christians have managed to throw us on the story of, the, of Noah's Ark. There is enough literature all over the place about why Noah's Ark is to be questioned. It's mythological. Um, it didn't really happen. It couldn't have happened. It's an impossibility for it to have happened. And... Um, Maybe you can show up a, a slide of your typical kids' ministry, sort of a little bathtub in the sea with a couple of happy animals and a, and a new age rainbow. And uh, that's kind of what we see in the ark. It's a fun, and the kids are intrigued. The adults just think, just enjoy the story. And, and all people all over the world, including the Muslims and many other religions, hold to the story of the ark in different ways. And of course the church does, but she doesn't really know if she believes in it. And maybe another one of a, of a fun one. Do you have another one? Was it just the one, Pete? Okay. Uh, that's probably more like a picture of the ark um, that is in the scriptures. Maybe another one if you have. Um, that's kind of, I think, one that was built in Kentucky. Uh, that's a picture of the one in uh, Williamston, Kentucky that was built as best they could to the actual dimension. So when you would... You know, we often look down a little picture of the ark, sort of rainbow thing, but the ark was a, an unbelievable, the biggest wooden vessel ever built that has ever been on the water is this ark. Maybe one more if you have. Um, I've been, that's Mount Ararat, where they think the, the ark is, they're investigating it. I've been to the foot of Mount Ararat. We went to see the ark when we got to the foot of, the, of Mount Ararat, we approached by guys and their dogs, and they said it'll cost you $100 or $150. And we told them to get out, out, out of our way as good South Africans. And they said, if you take another step, we'll set our dogs on you. So we took a few steps back, but we were going to go up and just go and have a look at it. Um, is that it? So um, I was intrigued. In fact, I traveled the entire way across Turkey just to get to a place to Mount Ararat. So, let's look at the story. And if you let the story land in you, it will impact you and change you. If you let the enemy steal the word from you, which he's done with a great amount of success in this story, you will be robbed of it. Amen? So, we saw in chapter 6 that mankind had descended into new levels um, of, of evil and decadence and um, unimaginable sin was on the face of the earth. We, we can see glimpses of it when you go to sort of the, the certain nations or certain places that's dark and bad and uh, just lawlessness, a, a key word in Genesis, lawless, just decadence, hard to describe how evil um, things were in Genesis chapter, chapter 6 verse 5 said the Lord saw remember the Lord saw how good it was he saw and he said that is good and he kept on seeing and saying and then the Lord saw how great man's wickedness 
The Hebrew scholars and the Jewish scholars, rabbis, love to play on words. A man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination, okay? So we struggle to worship, as Chris was saying earlier, because sometimes we think, you know, like I've served, I've been good, I've been good, but oh, I'm that and that disqualifies us and we'll we'll do a hundred good things we'll do five bad things and we'll even be reticent to lift our hands because we've been brought up under a christian godly culture but it said every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time now you have to really i've had the time to dig into it it means they couldn't but think of evil stuff okay the Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. So that's a massive underlying thing. So he is grieving from the word he is mourning. He's literally, if you can imagine, God is mourning. He is grieving. If you say that person was grieving at the loss of their spouse or their child or their friend and he, and he, he, he was mourning and his heart was filled with pain. Can you imagine that, brothers and sisters? This is, this is what we need to understand. This is how we walk into the gospel, that he actually had, can you imagine God having pain? People say, ah, oh, God wouldn't have, no, God had pain in his heart at the wonder of mankind that he had made. And so it's brought on by man. Man had chosen to go the way of, of uh, the enemy, the devil. It's filled with wickedness, abnormal events, extreme demonic activity, a deeply pagan world and gross human behavior is just flushing around um, the earth. Every inclination, not just the dark moments, not just the moral lapse, constant evil all the time. Satan's influence is now reaching a crescendo. He's, he's beginning to influence. The interesting thing is that sin, what happens even for us, if sin finds a foothold, finds a way, it just increases and increases and increases and increases until it takes a serious foothold or stronghold. And um, his influence is now peaking, and it's awful and terrible. People will not repent. They will not seek God. They will not get help. They've grieved him, and God is mourning. And, and God says this in Genesis chapter 6, verse 7. And the Lord said, we don't know who he said it to. He might have said it to Noah. He speaks to Noah later. But the Lord said, again, if you look at that, did he say it to Methuselah? Did he say it to Lamech? Who did he say it to? But the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I've created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. So once again, you see, the gospel is weak if we don't understand how dark we can be and how if Satan, that's why, that's why people, Christians get saved. Then they live and you think, what are you, bro? Are you, are you Christian or aren't you? Well, I'm kind of gray, you know. I'm kind of a good guy. I kind of follow God, but I also do crazy things. And so God is saying, actually, there's a big problem on the earth. I'm going to wipe mankind whom I've created from the face of the earth, men and animals, and creatures that move along the ground, and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made man. Methuselah, his name, means when he dies, it will be sent. Methuselah was Noah's grandfather. Methuselah, when he was born, God began to warn them, saying, listen, this is not good. And Methuselah lives 969 years, is it, Francois? 
That's how long he lived. So God in his grace, God in his kindness, this, this man Methuselah, who must, who's, who's only 10 men mentioned in 1656 years of history. So this guy's name is a prophetic warning. When he's dead, it will come. It will be sent. And so God's beginning to, to speak and to call and to declare to man. Um, Enoch's uh, grandfather is Noah. No, 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 his great-grandfather. Grandfather. And, and Enoch walked with God. So you've got these pictures. So they've got a glimpse of God, but there's this raging evil. And God's beginning to warn and send warnings, okay? We know that. We could say, well, where's God? People say, where's God? Where's God in the Ukraine? Where's God in Mexico with the drug cartels, Colombia? Where's God with human trafficking? This lady went for a run in America the other day. It's all over the news, and they just snatched her. Lovely lady, mother of two, went for a run. They just snatched her, haven't found her. Could become a sex slave. Where's God? Why does God allow so much evil? But God has petitions us. He said, this is your earth. These are your animals. Name them. Have a go. But we, we took it in a certain way, and God is saying, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good what's going on. It's not good that we're killing our babies. It's not good that we're forgetting God. It's not good that we, um, that, that we hate the nations, the nepotism, xenophobia. Sorry, xenophobia and nepotism. It's not good. And, and so we just carry on. And he's, he sent the warnings. Genesis 6 said, But God, but, no, uh, but Noah found favor, or King James Version says, grace in the eyes of the Lord. So there's this guy Noah, and he finds favor. What does that mean? Moses emphasizing the stark difference between uh, Noah and, did I say Moses, between Noah and the rest of the people. He found favor, or he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. To find favor can be translated to receive charity, to receive grace, to receive a gift from God. So Noah, he's also born under Adam. He's also kind of a bit broken. We'll find that afterwards he kind of gets, is very broken. But he finds favor. He's, let's say he's just the guy next minute. He, he finds favor. God gives him grace in the eyes of the Lord. It didn't say he earned favor. It didn't say he merited favor. It didn't say he deserved. It said he found favor. I said, I don't know why. I just found favor. God spoke to me, and I turned to him. He spoke to my friends. He spoke to my relatives. He spoke to my family. They didn't, but it's as if if you find favor with God, it means God gives you grace, okay? Noah was giving grace, was given grace. It does not emphasize in this passage that Noah was righteous, but that Noah was a recipient of God's goodness. Who else is like that? Paul was a killer. Paul murdered people. What did he do? He found grace. He was walking along the road to Damascus. A light struck him. He fell to the ground, and he received the grace of God. Amen? Um, uh, Moses Killed a man, another murderer. God appears from a burning bush. He found the grace of God. We know the story. He was also saying that Noah wasn't evil. It just says that he found charity. He found grace. Are you a recipient of God's grace? You say, well, I don't deserve it. 
Let me tell you, when the grace of God came to me, I said, I don't want it. But God was so kind to me personally as he has been to you. I said, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to know about Jesus. I just want to live a bit of a wicked life, actually, where I can do my own thing. And when I'm ready, and God just kept showing grace. It was about a a year or so. But I knew that actually that grace wouldn't last forever, but it was offered. Okay? Must have been something in him. Yeah, we could argue that. Like, I don't like this, but I actually do like a little bit of it. But oh, I want to serve God, but I've confused God. I know what I should do, but all my friends do this. There's this part of my life that's a bit of a mess, but I enjoy my sin. And God's grace comes. Who knows? Just speculating. He was born under first Adam. He was born with a sinful nature. He does get drunk later, causes much heartache, happens. It was by grace you've been saved through faith. It's been grace that you've been saved. Peter, what is a sinful guy? Jesus says, give me your boat, bro. Gets into his boat, begins to preach. And then he realizes, catch a fish, throw it at the other side. Hey, we fished all day. Gets the catch. And he realizes, whoa, I'm in the presence of a divine one, perhaps. Get away from me, I'm sinful. Follow me, grace. By grace you've been saved through faith. Genesis 6-9, the accounts, this is the accounts of Noah. So now it's, it's kind of, it, it's just showing you the, the drama, then it, it brings the accounts of Noah. Noah was a righteous man. Or what is it? He just said he just found grace. No, but Noah, having received grace, is a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Now, for those of you that are interested in studying, which I trust will be all of you, I said to Cutty yesterday, I've only preached to Red Point in my 23 years of being here as if you were at the highest level of, of, of biblical maturity. <laughs> I've ne- not ever preached a, a message, I think, where's the low fruit so the average people can understand? Because we, the pastors, no, 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 I've preached the word so that we can all learn the highest truths, amen? So, so, so you can go and find that out. Blameless among the people, and he walked with God. So once, once Noah receives grace, receives favor, he says, I'm going to walk with God. Once you receive God's grace and God's favor, you begin to walk with God. He responds to God's gift of salvation or grace through faith. Noah puts his faith in God and the gift of grace, and his life changes. The moment you receive grace, I love you, Nick, what Chris was saying. You hear this morning, you think, oh, does they know me here? If they knew me, they wouldn't let me in. No, don't worry, we're all the same. But God once you receive grace, you put your faith in God, okay? Abel, who was born under Adam, which was born under sin, two brothers, Cain and Abel. The one says, oh, I'm interested in God. But, but God speaks to me. He says, listen, Cain, if you do what's right, sin is crushing at your door, desires to, to master you. But if you do what's right, it'll go well with you. He says, you know what? I don't want to do right. In fact, I'm angry with you because, but Abel, because you've chosen Abel, but Abel just says, hey, stuff in his heart, but he said, ah, I long for God. I'm a bit confused at times because there's stuff inside of me. I don't want to do the things I do, but I long for God. Paul said that. The things, there's stuff in me, there's sin that's working in me, but I long for God. Amen? That's why, brothers and sisters, for us to finish this race, people in this church, young ladies, young men, older people, Guys, 
your ability to stand up again to say, listen, I messed up, I affected the life group, uh, I, I said things I shouldn't have said, I looked at things I shouldn't have looked at. I'm just a, just a mess, God. Sana, but you're going to worship me. Uh, I don't really want to. Why? Yeah, Lord, I know I'm a mess, but I'm going to worship you. It's happening here. This is, this is the story here. Listen to Romans 4, chapter 5. Probably one of the, the every evangelist in this room, you should, your ears should prick up. Romans 4, 5. To the man who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the wicked. What? God, the man who doesn't work, no, doesn't earn his salvation, doesn't say, God, I've been so good, I've gone to prayer meetings, I've read the Bible, I'm so, such a good husband, blah, blah, blah. I've t-. He says, to the man who does not work, but to, to he who... who, who he trusts those who justifies the wicked. What? God is a justifier of the wicked. His faith, that guy, is credited as righteousness. Noah had three sons, 6 chapter 10, if you put it up there. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was corrupt in God's sight. Once again, it goes on. And it was full. And he said, Fill the earth. Adam and Eve, fill the earth. Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, subdue. They filled the earth, but with the wrong stuff. Now, the earth was full of violence. How many, um, do you know how many homicides or, or violent uh, murders there are per day in the world right now? My calculations from Google is about 1,400 violent homicides in the world today. That's a lot. A lot of violence. If you see violence in America, for some reason, Hollywood is just violent. Guns and us getting heads blown off and their hearts blown out and bloods. The earth is filled with violence. So instead of being filled with captaincy, filled with peace, Satan's got in. It's repeated. God saw how corrupt the earth or the inhabitants. When it says the earth, it means the inhabitants, the totality, how corrupt everything had become. For all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, now he he speaks directly to Noah. Can God speak to you? Well, we've come out out of the charismatic era. I have in the 70s and People just saying, God said this, God said that, God said that, and we got into trouble. I remember people saying to me, God said you must move to America. People saying to my cousin that you must move to the islands, and they're like, that's a bit confusing. But, but now we've, we've learned some, some things in the last while. But now God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. I'm going to undo something of creation. The flood breaks down the separation between the dry land and the water. What the creation did, the, the, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters of the deep. There was darkness over the face of the deep, and the waters hovered, and he separated the land and the sea. Now, he's in a sense going he's to he's clean the earth. He's going to almost, there's going to be waters that, you, that, that will, be, will flood the earth, the Bible says. He's going to wipe it clean. There will be, there will be just, just this deluge that will wipe everything out. 
But he saw that his creation was good. Now he sees all flesh bad. One man with one small family, God says, you my guy. He's starting again. He's starting with another type of Adam, isn't he? The Muslims love the story in the, in, of the flood. You know that. And they said there was a fourth son, that Noah had a fourth son. In fact, you know the movie Noah with Mel Gibson? It was, it was like banned in Saudi Arabia and various other nations, Afghanistan. They said, that's a blasphemy, blasphemous. They said he had a fourth son called Yum, Y-U-M, who also gone to the boat. But that's what the Quran says, not the Bible. I'm just giving you some, if you're interested in the story, you might want to. Can the story of Noah's Ark be trusted? Is it mythical legend, physical impossibility, allegory, bedside stories? How do you gather all the animals? Food for one year in the Ark. It's like a floating zoo, bro. Logistically, it's impossible. And uh, so the clever guys say that. All the clever Christians and, of course, the anti-flood people just like go ballistic with this, you know. Uh, how are you going to make somebody from the dust of the earth, God? I mean, give me an amoeba, give me a monkey, give me a, an ape, give me, I don't know what, some funny creature that But God says, I'll make him out of the dust of the earth. If you can't believe the flood, how are you going to believe creation? How can God part the seas? He can send the seas and he can part the seas so that Israel can walk through. How can God stop the sun? All those things, what we do is we keep on wrestling with the wonders of God. It didn't matter that Jesus is born of a virgin. It absolutely matters. It absolutely matters that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. It absolutely matters that he, that he ascended before their eyes. It absolutely matters, the miracles and the wonders of God. It absolutely matters that when little old Moses with his trembling knees and his old crooked shepherd's staff went to, to Pharaoh and said, let my people go, the superpower of the world. He said, who, who are you? Who is your God? It's absolutely important and, and imperative that the plagues did come and that the manna fell from heaven. If we fiddle with it, got a big problem. The devil will say, it's not true. <laughs> he didn't say that. That's myth. And we begin the slippery slide. Um, it's my wife and I, we're not doing too good. It's okay that we divorce. Shook. Don't need to go to church anymore. Shook. Don't know what I believe. Shook. In fact, I, I, as somebody said, I just don't like Christians. Shook. And we just slip. And slide. Noah's mentioned 52 times in the Bible. Four chapters of Genesis are given to him and his story. You know the great messianic prophet, me, Isaiah, the, the one that could call Jesus like no other prophet did. This is like the days of Noah when I swore that the waters of Noah would never cover the earth. Oh, so is Isaiah saying it happened? Yeah. What about the Apostle Peter, 1 Peter 3.20? Those who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah. How long did it take him to build the ark? 120 years. How old was he when the flood came? 600 years old. So there was patient. 
So there was 1,600 years that happened in Genesis chapter 5. Jesus has only been gone 2,000 years, and he's waiting for us to come to repentance. He's waiting for the nations to come to repentance. The God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. Oh, so Peter says it was being built. In it, only a few people, eight and all, were saved through water. Oh, so, so the apostle Peter, do you believe in the inerrancy of the word of God? Do you believe that the word of God is spirit-inspired, God-breathed? 2 Peter 2.5, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, the preacher of righteousness, and seven others. So now, Peter's saying, of course, Genesis, Moses is saying, Isaiah is saying, Peter is saying that this thing happened, that actually Noah became a preacher. What are you doing, Moses? I'm building an ark. Why are you building an ark? I mean, Noah, why are you building an ark? There's a flood coming. <laughs> What flood from where? Ah, the Lord says he's going to bring a flood. I'm quite no, never seen rain before. The, the, the waters were held in the deep. So, so how long have you been building this thing for? I know it's going to take a long time. How much wood? His whole life dedicated. There's judgment coming. There's judgment coming. Another year, another decade, waiting, waiting, waiting. The psalmist believes in the flood. Psalm 29.10, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood or the deluge. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. This ark, brothers and sisters, is a picture of salvation. It's a picture of the salvation in Christ. It's planned by God. In fact, the ark is the refuge from judgment that's coming. Jesus is our refuge. Jesus is our ark. There's only one door to the ark. Do you know that? A lot of animals, few people, big operation, one door. There's only one way to salvation. There were many pagan religions. There were many different things happening. There were many different philosophies. Mesopotamian religions, the, 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 the thing of Gilgamesh where you can go and read up all about the, the different floods. But it says it is one way. And uh, the flood was coming and you had to be in the ark. So 6.14, go make yourself an ark of cypress wood, gopher wood, some say. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. Oh, no, this is myth. So all this stuff's just like myth. It's just like it didn't really happen. The ark is to be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. Make a roof for it and finish the ark to within 18 inches of the top. Put a door in the side of the ark. What is that door on the side of the ark? What, who's, whose side? Jesus' side. Pierce. There are many parallels. The side of Jesus, the, the, the blood of Jesus saves us. I am the door. I'm the good shepherd. You can't come in unless you come in through the door of Jesus. And make lower, middle, and upper decks. All the Hebrew and rabbinical teachers say the upper deck was for the humans, the middle deck was for the animals, and the lower deck was for the... Waste. <laughs> I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on the earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, Noah. And you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your daughters, and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of every living creature, male and female, to keep them alive with you. So every kind of bird, every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you and be kept alive. 
will come to you, will come to you. I will bring them to you. Oh, the guy said, that's impossible. But if God can create the animals and speak them, surely he can bring them, amen? I've often thought, Lord, did the flood just happen? You know, it's amazing how even in my mind, I think maybe it just happened over the Middle East. Well, people say there was no such Middle East in those days. The Middle East came later. But maybe just the flood happened in that region. Can't say that. I either believe the word or I didn't. I don't. I've got to trust that God in his, in his mercy, somehow he did that. We don't know what the earth was like then. Amen? They will, they will come to you. I will bring them to you. The lions and the leopards weren't carnivores. Everything was herbivore. Go process. Go and research it. You want to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as the Lord had commanded. Once you get saved, once you receive the grace of God, you should naturally begin to obey God. I knew that if I was to receive the grace of God and accept the forgiveness of God that Jesus died on my behalf, God would require of me to obey him. Amen? Once you receive grace, you receive instruction, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. That's why evangelists, those people get saved, okay? And we had in Africa, people go, go and have tents and people get saved. Everyone's saved, but somebody, the teachers and the, and the pastors and the apostolic men would have to go in and set things in order, amen? So once you get saved, what am I to do with my life? I can't just carry on like I was before. So God instructs Noah on what to do. Not made righteous because you obey God, but you obey God because he has made you righteous. Amen? Is that right? This ark was not Noah's idea, but it was God's idea. It was an insane idea. The Bible doesn't make natural sense. If you say to Abraham, you're going to have a son, you're going to have a son. And Abraham says, oh, Lord, he's promised me a son. Where is he? Eventually the son comes. This beautiful boy called laughter, Isaac. The promises come through this one. The seed will come. What does God say to Abraham? Take your son. You know the one you love? And stick him on a mountain and go and sacrifice him. I'm thinking, oh Lord, God, are you crazy? Are you asking me to sacrifice the promise that you made? That, that this woman, Sarah, has been waiting for? Take him. Why? Take him. Because I will put my son on the altar. And even though you don't know this, Isaac, but when the knife comes down, I will hold your hand. And I'll provide a lamb. That's my Jesus. But my son will go the whole way. He will, he will stand on that, he will hang on that cross, pouring with blood, grotesque and naked. And that will be the shame. Your shame will be on there. That's why. Oh. You see, when we look, when God replays the story of the flood, we'll think, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, God. He's always pointing to the end product. That ark is Teba, T-E-B-A-H. Do you know that Moses was put in a Teba that was also pitched with tar? See, the Teba is a picture of salvation that, that actually as, as, as Moses was put into the Nile, into the water, he'd be saved. Always pointing to salvation. Hebrews 11 verse 7, if you can put it up, please. 
Hebrews 11, 7, by faith. Oh, now there's Hebrews. So we've got the prophets, we've got Genesis, we've got the psalmist, we've got Peter. Now we've got the writer to Hebrews. That is what he say about the flood. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he, commend, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Noah was at odds with the world around him. God said, no, I want you to go this way, but the world's going that way. For you and I, God says, I want you to go this way. I want you to forgive your debtors. I want you to offer your car. Tula, must I offer my car to go up to? Zim. Oh, my car. No, I want you to go against. One guy said, my car's too new to go to Zim. Uh, hey? No one here. No, no one here. Opposite. My stuff belongs to me. Go and get your own car, bro. No, opposite. Opposite. I'm with embarrassment shared the story of a guy smacking me. And me smacking him back. And I realized I'm saved, but I'm broken, man. I got violence in my heart. How dare you slap me? I didn't know they slapped Jesus and punched him and kicked him and beat him. I want to be like Jesus, man. Get an email. You're a complete idiot. You don't know what you're saying. Hey, Lord, bless that guy. How's it, bro? I just want to tell you I love you. Like my friend that got punched in the surf. Poof! Knocked his tooth out. Spat his tooth out. As he came out of the water, blood. He said the guy that punched him. Hey, bro, Jesus loves you. I'm thinking now, now he's a dung. By faith, Jack. By faith, Elizabeth. By faith, Mary, by faith, Nick, own, own your own believing. I can't rely on Francis believing for me. I mean, I could when I'm a little guy in the faith, but own by faith, Noah, amen? Put your name there. You're responsible for your own faith. Warned, God warns of things to come. Noah, yes, Lord. I'm warning you. Oh, God's warning me about what? I'm warning you about a flood that's coming. Judgment's coming. Danger's ahead. Noah, don't ignore it. Of things not yet seen. I've never seen this before. Mary's going to be with a child, but I haven't been intimate with a man. I know. Never seen that before. Yeah. Never heard of this. In holy fear. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Holy fear, he saved his family. Sir, today, you may, you may be here. And God says, through you, I'll save your family. Actually, we don't know about the kids. One, but actually, I'll save your family. Build an ark. It's a hundred-year project. Give your life to building the ark. The Lord said to me, Nick, your time in business is over. I want you in the church. I thought, oh, that's not so cool. Like, I want to make bucks. You know, I want a nice car. I want to go overseas when I want. I want you to, I want you to commit yourself. I want, I want your project. This is what I want of your life. Brothers and sisters, it's so wonderful to see you moving chairs and tithing and coming to prayer meetings and going to life group. It's so wonderful. We were at Rory and Audrey's home last night. Sharp. Because it was Audrey's birthday and it was Mike's birthday. Mike, where are you? Mike, how old are you now, bro? 36. 
There was a joint birthday, and we went to the Sharps Life Group last night. We wouldn't have known the Sharps except for Jesus. And various people were at the table, and we just had a beautiful meal. And I sat there thinking, God, you are so good. You wouldn't have known these people. Why don't you pray for Mike? He has a knee replacement on Thursday, Mike, that he can serve the church better. He may have to have two knee replacements. I'm not prophesying, Mike, but would you pray for him? Got to take that knee out, got to put another knee in there so he can serve the Lord with more happiness there, Megs. Would you go and give him some licorice? What is he like? What, what hospital, Mike? Westville. Go and visit him. Take him a putt course. Right? Pulled some. Mike's beaming, eh? Sat around a table. Hey, God, you're good. What incredible hosts these people are. We could just be at home, Nick and Gutty again, together. Give yourself. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. The Indian community of this church, you've taught us hospitality. I don't know a more hospitable kind of people than the Indian community. We cannot but give you food and bless you and honor you. How much you have to learn from the Indian community? And so I could go on and on about the different cultures. Give yourself, bro. Soon the bus might hit you, poof, and the angels will be taking you thinking, oh, Lord, I'm going to see the Lord. Live your life. Do what God is for you to do. Believe the Bible, amen. What are you going to, if you take this story out, you might as well take every story out. And so anyway, where was I? Became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. 7 verse 1, the Lord said to Noah, get into the ark, you and your whole family, because I've found you righteous in this generation. Back all your stuff, your jewelry, your photo albums, your computers, everything. Just get the whole lot into the ark. You're not going to see that house anymore. Whew. Big logistical operation, wasn't it? The ark's like the church. See, the ark is the body of Christ, a heart in the body of Christ. The ark is the, the church is the temple. There's so many parallels. The, the, the ark is the, is, the, is the vineyard of God. It's the tree of God. I've got to be grafted in. If you take me out, I'm in trouble. I can do my own thing. No, I can't. I can't. Maybe others think they can. I say to you, you can't. Now, we'll take our chances. Pitter, patter, pitter, patter, pitter, patter. So they have happened before. Like, well, can I get into the ark? The ark, seven days before the flood, the Lord closed them in. Remember the virgins? Doors closed. Now, now, today. You want to be saved today. You want to give your life to Jesus today. So where was I? How do you know the flood happened? Jesus said it did. See, I'm only pushing this point. Matthew 24, 37. As it, this is Jesus. You take, take, you want to take the story of the flood out, you might as well take all of Jesus' words out. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Matthew 24, 37. For in the days before the flood, people were get eating and drinking, which is what we did last night. But we're eating and drinking in his name. We're not eating and drinking like gluttons and drunkards, okay? Marrying and giving in marriage. There was a wedding yesterday, last night. Wedding where you say, we will praise you. We will praise you. You are our God. Amen. 
and giving marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them away. This is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus said, when I come back second time, it'll be just like the days of Noah. Take with you, verse 7, chapter 7, verse 2, seven of every kind of animal, male and female, and two of every kind of unclean animal, male and female. Also, seven of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Well, it's two, not seven. It's seven of the clean for purposes of sacrifice. There's two of the unclean because they won't be sacrificed. You can go and figure it out, okay? Seven days, kind of the final preparation from now, I will send the rain on the, uh, on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature that I have made. And Noah did all as the Lord had commanded him. Huge underline, huge underline. One of the heroes of the faith. The word commanded him is the same as the Ten Commandments. Same word. Once you get saved, you get God's commandments. There's a gift of grace. He saves you, then he commands you. Amen. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. The flood waters were on the earth for 150 days. Amazing picture. Eight one, God sent a wind. Could have been the spirit, Numa. What happened? The spirit was hovering over the waters. Now the earth is flooded. Okay? There's been a long, a lot of flood. From the bottom and the top, it's come. So now God sent a wind. And the waters over the earth and the waters began to recede. The ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The top of the mountains became visible. It's interesting that as the rains began to come, people said, oh, danger, let's climb up the mountain, climb up the mountain. More water, climb up the mountain, climb up the mountain. More water, climb up the mountain, we're going to save ourselves. Can't save yourself. It just keeps coming until all the peaks are covered. After 40 days, Noah sent out a raven. It kept flying back and forth, a carnival, until the water dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove. Ah, here's the dove. Here's this picture of the spirit. The dove could find no place to rest, so it returned to Noah in the ark. And he reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back into the ark. Beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit coming. You can go and work it out. I don't have time. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned, there was in its beak an olive leaf. Do you know that that's one of the great symbols that has lasted since that time of peace, of, um, of grace, of, of uh, friendship, of God's goodness. The dove, that little dove, that beautiful dove with, a, with an olive tree in its, its beak. Olive branch. Seven days later, he sent out the dove, but this time it did not return to him. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark and bring out animals so they may multiply on the earth. Let's start again. All the animals with Adam, beautiful thing. We're going to have another go. Many roads lead to Rome, not according to the story of Noah, which is a Jewish story. God provides the unique way of salvation. God delivers Israel out of captivity and slavery. There was only one way out, and that was through the Red Sea, through Moses. It's utterly impossible to save ourselves. If we could have, we would have. When Adam and Eve sinned, they covered themselves with fading fig leaves. Jesus said, I will cover you with skins. Where do you get the skins from? 
think could God do that? God, in his gracious and in his mercy, he always provides a covering. He always redeems. Immediately he speaks that the promised seed will come. As Adam and Eve, he says, the promise, I'll give you a seed. God is always redeeming. God is always reaching. 820, quickly, and the Noah built an altar to the Lord, and he, and he sacrificed burnt offerings. Those are the, of the seven animals. The Lord smelled the aroma, and he said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of men. Even though every inclination of his heart is always evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, sea time, harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, they will never cease. Builds an altar. God says, okay, why am I taking time? Why have I read so much? Brothers and sisters, this is a big story. Won't you, won't you go and have a look at it? Won't you think about it? Won't you take all the stuff that's written that questions the ark and say, just, I'm going to trust God. And so if we don't trust God about in the Genesis account, our faith will crumble. Jesus brings us a better story. Here are four ways that he fulfills and retells Noah's story. Jesus' return, I'll be quick, will reflect Noah's flood. Jesus predicted that the kind of crowd that rejected God and Noah's day will be this around when, the, when he comes to establish his new kingdom on the earth. Number two, Jesus brings salvation like the ark of Noah. A wooden ark delivered Noah from physical death. A wooden cross delivers us from spiritual death. Water baptism, the waters and the wood. Baptism and the cross. Many similarities. The Catholics have got pages of similarities. Jesus succeeded where Adam and Noah failed. Jesus was the, was the man Adam. Jesus was the man Adam chose not to be and the man Noah never could be or could never be. Adam was born without sin, but chose to sin. Noah was born into sin, and he could never escape sin because Noah, after the flood, falls into a drunken state, and that'll be for next week. Jesus ensures that the end of all judgment. The flood was pointing to a better day when the earth will be restored. Creation will no longer groan in chaos. A new Adam will lead a redeemed humanity, and he will rule over us. It's a great story, brothers and sisters. It's an amazing story that happened in the medieval times that actually points all to Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. Can you stand with me, please? I, w I would so encourage you. I would so encourage you to, to embrace the story of the flood of Noah's Ark. It's all over scriptures. And I pray. So, Father, we, we find total security. As, as the children of Israel in believing your word 
Father, there are mysteries and wonders and parallels of Noah's Ark and the flood and creation and the animals. That there is, going back to creation and all the way to Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you would take Genesis 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 and 7 and 8, where we landed today, and deposit it cleanly into our hearts. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take these amazing truths and cement them into us, can I ask, Lord. Establish them into us, Lord. That there are, there, are, there are rocks upon which we stand. That all of these little rocks point to the rock, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Why don't you transform us, Lord, by the wonder of your word. That we can actually think, Lord, you did an insane thing. I want to be Noah, Lord. I want to build according to your pattern want to humble ourselves as a church. We, we, we want to stand, we want to fall on our knees, can I say, and say, God, you are good. There is, we are just human flesh, having received the gracious gift of God. If you need to make peace with God today, while every eye is closed, just raise your hand. I'll look. It's just, just a sense of peace with God this morning. You need to make peace with God. Raise your hand, please. Lots of hands up. Just raise your, raise your hand. It's okay. You think God can take the story of Noah and change your life? I don't know how he does it. He does it. He can take a story and, and, and reveal to you by the Spirit that this, this is for you, that he loves you, that he'll give you grace. number of hands went up. Lord, those that want to make peace with you this morning, take them by the hand. We want to leave here this morning, Lord, settle that this is a God story that actually happened. We can't wait for you to give us the more detail about how it happened. What happened, Lord, with all the deluge and the mountains, Lord, and the seas? And where did all the water go? How did it happen? What were the waters from the deep? We can't wait that you tell us the fullness of the story. In the meantime, the secret things belong to God, but the things revealed belong to man. And with one voice, we will worship you.